it's time for another episode of squaring up the sharp we are here with episode 13 on to week 11 in the nfl i'm max carroll i am your host along with my co-host austin weinrich how you doing austin oh i'm angry i'm on a diet <laughs> so the nfl is on notice i'm pissed off i'm ready to yell at some teams and coaches all right let's do it i'm, I'm always ready for that too uh, i enjoy it you know it's one of my one of the few things i enjoy in life but uh yeah, we're going to get to all of that, all the NFL action. Uh, we are presented by the Lynx, so make sure to check out their website, uh, linksports.com, L-Y-N-Q, sports.com. Everything's free, opinion pieces, betting analysis, anything that you could ask for, all sports. Uh, so make sure to check that out. And again, it's all free, no reason not to. Uh, so like I said, we're on to week 11 in the NFL. Some good games. Uh, starting to get towards the home stretch. Uh, this season's gone by pretty quick. Yes, it has. Uh and we'll see uh some teams are dead in the water and some teams are uh ready to make that playoff push yeah and um let's let's look at our uh, our picks from last week um it was uh it was yeah. a pretty tough week some some games that uh outcomes i don't <laughs> think that we that we could have predicted here so i don't think anyone could have predicted no so what do you got uh max you went six and six well i went uh four and eight but we both went two and one on our locks. Okay, so the locks looks good overall. Could have been better, um, but yeah, some some games um, that had some some interesting outcomes, and we'll get to them. Uh, some job saving outcomes, according so to uh, to some owners. So we'll uh, we'll get to them. We're gonna do our normal thing. We'll do uh, the recap for week. 10 and then uh, our picks for week 11 and also we do plan on having uh trent pruitt he's the uh founder creator of the link um, we're gonna have him on next week to talk some nfl and uh possibly some hockey so we'll uh we'll we'll make sure to keep you updated on that but he's planning on coming on next next episode that we do so we'll have him for some nfl uh some nfl analysis but uh for so for week 10 here we'll start with the thursday night game and uh, Raiders end up winning 26-24. Josh Jacobs with a touchdown late in the game to give the Raiders the lead. And then uh, Phillip Rivers does his thing on the final drive and throws a pick. Yeah, pretty standard Chargers game where somehow they're always in it and they always lose on the last drive. Yeah, so big good win for the Raiders, though. They've been kind of one of the surprise teams. Um, I didn't really think that they were going to make much noise this year, but they've, you know, they're 5-4 and four right now, so they actually... Are, are in a position here where they could make the playoffs potentially. Yeah, they got a couple easy games coming up soon. So uh, they win those and they should be right in that AFC hunt. Yeah, I think the big story for them is Josh Jacobs, obviously. He's kind of that rookie of the year uh, kind of favorite right now. Yeah, he's the favorite and uh, you can see why. Yeah, he kind of, he, he makes the team go. I mean, the, the rest of the guys on this team, they're, you know, yeah, Tyrell Williams, you know, Zay Jones. You have guys that aren't aren't big playmaking types, and he's he's been consistently the guy every week to kind of get the offense rolling. So, um, big win for the Raiders. Gets them over five hundred, and now uh, kind of makes things interesting in the in the AFC West out there. Yeah, only a half game back now. With yeah, the Chiefs. yeah, it's going to be uh, a fight down to the finish. It seems. Um, Next game here, the Bears win at home against the Lions, twenty to thirteen. Um, obviously, the Lions didn't have Stafford here, so it's hard to get a, a good gauge on where the Bears are at. I still am not not sold on sold them. Sold on them. Um, 
and I, I don't think anybody is, to be honest. I mean, uh, Trubisky still looked he, – he did throw for three touchdowns, but – Only 173 yards. Yeah, the offense is still – Stagnant. Two, 226 yards of total offense. So, you know, putting up 20 points – you know, if the Lions have Stafford in this one, you have to think that... They win and probably cover the game. Yeah, they're they're probably winning this one. Um, Detroit did have the one turnover, and Chicago got after the quarterback a little bit with five sacks. But, I mean, just not, not a performance from the Bears that makes you think that they're going to make a run. That they're in, ready in the for NFC. that playoff push. Yeah, there, there are too many good teams in the NFC, and uh, the Bears, I don't think the Bears are one of them. So, um, good win for them nonetheless, but still 4-5 and five on the season. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going anywhere. Next game, don't have to spend too much time on this. Really, the only story here is Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens just destroy the Bengals, 49-13. Uh, Lamar Jackson... I mean, might have locked up the MVP to be honest with you. Yeah, with that if, performance. If you watch this game, I mean, how about that mm-hmm. spin move that he had, <laughs> where he just spun out of three three guys. They each they all took each other out, and he freaking walks into the end zone. It looked like a Madden uh, glitch. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like the the microcosm of the season for Lamar Jackson right now. He's just running all over people. Uh, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. You know, combined, uh, combined, he's averaging over 300 mm-hmm. yards from scrimmage just on his own. So, um, you know, Baltimore looks like they might be one of the top teams in the league right now. Um, you can make that argument, and I think the 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 uh, you know the power rankings are coming out on on Link Sports. Um, if they're not out already, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, the Ravens might be at the top. Yeah, they're. Uh... I think they're in first place in the AFC. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, no still, the Patriots are still... A half game off. Because they have that one loss, but... Uh, to the Ravens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the Ravens, I mean, their two losses, I mean, they, they did lose to the Browns, which... Was a surprise to everyone. That was, was a shot. surprise, yeah, and they, you know... But they've definitely shored up that uh, secondary with the Marcus Peters addition. He had another pick six. Yeah, he's got two of them for them, right? Yep. Since, he's, since coming over, he's got two pick sixes. So, um, yeah, I mean, the defense the defense hasn't been the same defense that we've seen in, in years past, but this offense is just unreal. They're putting up points on everybody. They, they go to, you know. Top-ranked offense in the NFL, Greg Roman. Yeah. And it's unconventional. Yeah, no, it is. And, <laughs> and teams haven't been able to stop it yet. You saw what happened with the Patriots. They, they did the same thing to the Patriots. So, um, and that was one of the best defenses in the league. Um, but uh, another uh, AFC North team here, the Browns, they win 19-16 against the Bills. Oh, this game was disgusting. It was bad. It was bad. Um, little note here at the bottom. Baker Mayfield, two passing touchdowns mm-hmm. for the first time this season in a game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, kind of just goes to show you where the Browns are at. Freddie Kitchens is such a bad head coach. He doesn't know how to call a play. I think they had 11 straight plays in the red zone, and they didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, they were in the red zone (laughs) at one point for probably 20 minutes because of penalties and timeouts, and they – it is is tough to watch this team. Um, Even though they won, it's like they're just – you can just tell that they're not good. And – I mean, even Mayfield throws the ball 38 times for only 230. Um, 
you know, OBJ still not getting involved. Landry has a good game. They get Kareem Hunt back, and he seems to be a good addition to them. Seven catches for him. They've been lining Chubb and they started lining Chubb and Hunt in the backfield at the same time. And okay. I think that opened up the run game for Chubb a little bit more. Yeah, he had a good game. Because uh, he's their best yards. player. Yeah, no, he is. <laughs> and um, he doesn't touch the ball enough. Twenty carries, two catches. I mean, uh, just. Uh, a win, a, a win for they're not going anywhere this year so they you know just try to get as many wins as you can Freddie Kitchens on the hot seat right now um, depending on how this season turns out I mean he could be a one and done so this team you know they just they just beat themselves you know it's no discipline typical yeah. Browns a lot of penalty I think they lead the league in penalty yardage just it seems like that every year but uh, yeah so they go to three and six I, this says more about the Bills to me I mean I thought the Bills would go in there and win. Uh, I don't remember what the spread was off the top of my head, but the Browns were—I think the Browns were actually fra- favored in they like were. two and a half or three. Yeah, it was two and a half. So they actually covered. Um, but I mean, the Bills at six and three—I would be a little bit worried about. If I was a Bills fan, I'd be a little bit worried right now um, with the way that they're playing because they haven't really been playing the way that they were in the beginning of the year. Uh, Packers beat the Panthers 24-16 in Lambeau. They go to 8-2. Uh, Aaron Jones with the three more rushing touchdowns. And I remember sitting there watching this game. I'm like, <laughs> Aaron Jones is going. This is going to be an Aaron Jones game. And uh, Once Aaron Jones starts off hot, he'll, yeah. he puts up multiple touchdowns. The snow definitely helped him. Yeah, against a, a defense that was that was struggling against the run anyway. Um, McCaffrey went for over a hundred and a touchdown. Um, didn't have his like typical monster game, but uh, still had six catches. He did uh, he did fumble at once, but um, well, the big thing was they stopped him on the last play of the game at the one. Yeah, and that that ended up being the reason why the, what was the the line here it was five and a half, I think. Um, for the Packers yeah. coming in, so um, that's the difference. That was the difference, and you know, I know you were you were saying that the way that the lineman grabbed him. Oh yeah, actually prevented him from stretching the ball out. Yeah, his own gave, player. He gave him a big bear hug, <laughs> kind of, to pull and, him forward, and locked his arms in mm-hmm. place so he couldn't he couldn't reach the ball out. And if that did happen, he probably reaches the ball out well like you were you also said when you tell your receivers don't step on the goal line so we get a clear view down because the nfl has got cameras in those orange pylons yeah and and right behind the pylons (laughs) shooting right down the line and i was just going to bring that up if the nfl today that's the type of stuff (laughs) that you have to think about like how can we set it up so that if it is close, there's a clear view, and you're not always going to have it because there's bodies all over the place. But in that specific instance, it was a clear shot. Like you could clearly see down the line if the ball was crossing or not. But you had the guy in the way. So as a wide receiver or as a coach, hey, if you're not the play's not coming your way, don't even move because we need <laughs> to be able to see down the line. You know. And uh, I can see the NFL going to the, the new soccer technology where they have the goal line where... I'm surprised they haven't by now. There's like a little chip in the ball that pings if it goes past the line. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, at this point, I mean, you have all the technology in the world. Why not do something like that so that you don't have this, 
you know. How can you see inside a pile and tell yeah. me, oh, the bull crossed the line? Exactly. That's why the refs wait there for 30 fucking seconds. They run in, you don't know <laughs> if it's a touchdown, and then. All of a sudden, ref, they decide. <laughs> yeah, one ref calls it, the other one doesn't, touchdown. And you have no idea, as a fan, you're like, what the hell happened? What did they see? And then they show a replay, you still can't see anything. <laughs> So it's just, just whatever like, the call right, is. I guess the ref mm-hmm. saw it. I don't know, but yeah, if you put the chip in there, which people have talked about, and it buzzes or whatever, what, what, what whatever beeps or whatever to a computer mm-hmm. that says, "Hey, cross the goal line." All right, you're good. Touchdown. You, you can know. still review it afterwards. Yeah, if, you, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, you know, you can review it and and say that you know whatever. But um, yeah, but that that was a pretty good game to watch. Kyle Allen. I mean. He's better than Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He put them in a, a position to win the game, and even when they ran that play, I thought they should have done that two plays ago. Two two plays before, and they spread them out, run a little thing, and they waited till the last play, and, and it got stuffed. But um, yeah, I mean the Panthers at five and four now in a tough NFC. They might have some trouble uh, going forward here, but. Um, Saints lost to the Falcons 26-9 in New Orleans. Um, it seemed like every time that this game came on, Breeze was getting hit, he was getting sacked, and I know you had you just got some news. That the, the guard has uh, broke his arm. Andres Peters, I think his name is. Andres Pete. Pete, yeah. yeah. And that was during the game, so he left. Mm-hmm. And then that, that was pretty much, that made a lot of sense because Breeze was just getting... Harassed in the middle, uh, up the middle there, and um, apparently this game saved Dan Quinn's job somehow. It seems like a lot of games saved a lot of people's job this week. Yeah, yeah, we'll get <laughs> the next one too. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Saints just couldn't do anything offensively. They got Kamara back, right? Yeah, that was his first game back first in a couple game weeks. Back. Couldn't do anything. I mean, Michael Thomas still had his, what do you have, 13 catches? 131 yards yeah, or something. something. Something crazy, but they couldn't they score. Couldn't score so, um, yeah, Arthur Blank comes out after the game and says uh, that this was his evaluation mm-hmm. game. And <laughs> the fact that they won and played hard, Dan Quinn now might keep his job. Not 100%. His job until, what, the end of the year, it, I guess? I, I would say at least the end of the year. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really take too much away from this division game. Um, maybe no. it knocks the Saints down a couple pegs, but they're still the Saints to me. I mean, I mean, they're going in to face a one and seven team. You're seven and one. You basically have your division locked up. Yeah. So, what's there to play for in this game? Yeah, um, yeah. If the, I mean, that goes back to you know, if the Packers, if the Panthers won, it would have been a, a different kind story. of an interesting, interesting scenario. But yeah, I mean, the Saints, they they still win the division. Um, it might have cost them the top seed, though. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Uh, now with the Forty Niners and the there's a the, there's a lot of good teams in the NFC. Every, every time I look at it, I'm like, this. the NFC's a freaking power. You're going to need 10 wins to get into the playoffs in the yeah. NFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, speaking of uh, games that that kept jo- that uh, <laughs> kept jobs for the coaches, uh, Jets beat the Giants 34-27, which as a Giant, I'm okay with this loss. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about bragging rights. 
No, it's, at this point, I think actually both fan bases wanted their teams to lose yeah, this game. Yeah, I think that was the consensus. Um, just have their players play well. Yeah, just see progress with the young guys, and if you if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Whatever. Um, but yeah, Chris Johnson, the uh, CEO of the Jets, comes out afterwards and says, "Adam Gase is the coach in 2020." Yeah. So not only did he get keep his job for the rest of the year. But for next year, next too. year as well. So <laughs> after beating the two and seven Giants, <laughs> I know, I know. Just from from the people we know, the Jets fans aren't too happy about it. No, I don't know how you can. Uh, yeah, yeah. How you can't you can wait? Happy about it, but and see if they go on a little run now. You know, if they finish six and ten and they show some progress, then you say, okay, you chalk it up to the Darnold mono incident as yeah. most of your losses. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they have so many other problems. They got the the offensive line is terrible. The the defensive back. I don't. I don't even know who, who their they secondary had. They, was. They had two guys <laughs> that they signed off the street apparently, and those were the, the starting corners. Uh, it, it's just a mess to me. Um, the Giants. You know, as a Giants fan, there were some good things. Daniel Jones throws for four touchdowns, but that kind of is overshadowed by the fact that he had two more fumbles. Well, he had three fumbles, but two lost. Two, three fumbles, two lost. Um, Barkley couldn't get anything going. The offensive line couldn't block anybody. Um, I mean, the rookie Slayton, big, huge game for him. But he, he seems just, to have a good connection with Daniel Jones. Yeah, they seem to be have a good, I guess, all the preseason workouts, yeah. playing on the second team together. Yeah, so some good and some bad um, as a Giants fan. I'm more of a, uh, of a pessimist when it comes to the Giants, <laughs> so I, I don't I don't care that Daniel Jones threw for four touchdowns. I care that he turned the ball over twice in a one-score game, which is essentially could be the difference uh, when you need one or two extra possessions and you give them away. Um, well, you just got to look at... The defense is the biggest issue on this team for the Giants. I mean, how many leads have they had where they just can't sustain it or they just get blown out so it doesn't even matter? Yeah, I mean, it seems like they start off terrible. (laughs) They kind of even out in the middle of the game, and then the end of the game they just can't stop anybody. And looking at the box box score, Jets jump out 14-0 in the first quarter. The, uh, the Giants hold defensively, allow the team to get back in the game, and then fourth quarter mm-hmm. comes around, and they, they just hand them. Hand All them I know them, is so. I hope this gets Pat Shermer fired this game. The beat yeah. reporter, Art Stapleton, was reporting that John Mara loves to win this game. doesn't matter if it's in preseason or whatnot. He likes to beat the Jets. So he was really pissed that... Yeah, didn't they say that he left? Oh, he just walked past everyone, didn't say a word. That's Mara. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's not good. When you're having a year like this, you at least want to beat the the rival. As a fan, I don't care. The Giants, I think, are sitting in the number two pick in the draft. Um, No, number three, because it's Bengals have openly tanked. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who else. uh, The Redskins. Redskins. Okay, Redskins. Um... Well, they have one win, correct? Yeah, they have one win. They beat my And the Giants beat them, so that, <laughs> that doesn't help. But, uh, yeah, the Redskins are 1-8. and eight, so, so the Giants have some losing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
fun. Yeah, I mean, as a Giants fan, I, I don't really care. I just want to see the young guys. I just want to see Pat Shermer fired. I mean, at the end of the half, you go down and score. You can make it 14-14. Oh, yeah, he goes oh, for two. He runs a fake field goal. Yeah. A f- fake PAT. Why not just run a play if you're going to go for two? Yeah. What, what's I, the point? I forgot about that. Um... <laughs> It's yeah, just asinine I, calls like that. Yeah, some of it just doesn't make any sense, and it gets old really quick. I mean... I hate just, this new analytical thing. Oh, that was another thing we didn't talk about in the Carolina-Green Bay game. The new analytical chart that says... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have better odds to win... You go for it. When you're down... Two scores. Yeah. When you're down... So the Panthers are down by two touchdowns. They get a touchdown, and instead of kicking the extra point, they go for two. Miss it. And apparently it's a new thing now where... There's a new chart yeah. out the saying that... Uh, it's so stupid. If, you, if you're down by two, two touchdowns... It's running you, the game. You score your, <laughs> it's, it's hard to explain. You score your first touchdown, so now you cut it to a one-score game, but instead of kicking the extra point, you go for two, and apparently you have better statistical odds if... For that first touchdown, you go for two instead of the extra point. You have better odds to win in the fourth quarter. Like that's the type of stuff where it's like in baseball, uh, this guy hits. You know, this guy has the highest batting average in the entire history of Major League Baseball on Wednesday <laughs> afternoon games at that start at 1 o'clock or later. Between or, 60 and 63 degrees. Yeah, and on fastballs. Like, that's <laughs> that's the type of stuff that we're getting into now. And they were explaining that in the broadcast. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't care. Like, no. Just kick the extra point. You seem to be outplaying the team. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, that puts pressure on you. I, I'm, I'm of the uh, uh, whatever, uh, the you know, the thought process of string it out as long as you can until you have to go for two. If you're down by 23, the first touchdown, you kick the extra point, and then you go for two on the next two. You don't go for – I like to string it out so that you know exactly where you're at. And, I mean, when they started bringing in the analytics, like – It's the stupidest thing ever. Who says? What's what's the percentage? Is it like – you have a 51% chance if you go. I've never even heard. I, where are they getting the data from? Because how many teams have been down by 14 points? They score a touchdown and they go for two. And then they win more often. Like, how do you do Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's It actually gives me a headache um, thinking about. But, um, yeah, good win for the Jets. We'll just <laughs> leave it with that. Um, Buccaneers beat the Cardinals 30-27. to Um this was kind of a just two two bad teams um, with lost seasons right now, um, but again, as a Cardinals fan, you're kind of looking for the same thing: Kyler Murray progression, and um, for the Buccaneers, is Winston your guy? That's kind of what you're, uh, I would uh, say. No, I don't know. I mean, he's throwing for 300 yards a bunch of times in a row, but there's always that one in Winston pick where you're like, what is he saying? Yeah, he threw one <laughs> on the opening drive. Uh, third play of the game, he throws an interception. Um, I mean, it's tough because you have – they still put up 30 points. So, I mean, it's a good day offensively. But you should be putting up 30 points. When you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, their running game is actually better 
than most people give him credit for. I'd yeah, say. and I mean, even some of the tackling in this game, that first touchdown run by, uh, who was it, Ronald Jones? Yeah, Jones. I think the he guy, broke like three tackles. Yeah, I mean, the tackling in the NFL is a whole, I could spend all <laughs> days talking about how awful it is, but um, yeah, I mean, this game started off kind of slow, and uh, actually, no, I take that back. Um at halftime, there there were there was a total of thirty points scored. Um, this was one of the higher over under totals for last week, and they easily cleared it. Yeah, they did fifty seven total points. Kyler Murray with three touchdowns. Um, he looked good. Uh, the problem is Arizona's defense can't stop anybody. And that last two minute drive they had was we were yelling at the screen for them to hurry up, and they oh, wasted yeah. like thirty seconds trying to get set. Yeah. Yeah, let's take forever, waste all the time. I think that one, the one play, they had, they ended the play with like 45 seconds. The next time they snapped it, there was 15. So it was just bad clock management, which is just kind of universal across the NFL. Just there's maybe a few coaches that actually can manage the clock correctly, um, and that and that wasn't one of its. One oh, of its I uh, I hate to bring it back to uh, the Jets Giants game. But the thing I noticed and I was screaming about is, why did the offensive coordinator have the challenge flags oh, for yeah. Adam Gase? I'm, yeah, we meant to talk about this. I don't know. I I, I haven't I heard any screaming. stories about that. I haven't I haven't heard anything about that. Why does he have the flag? Why? A is he allowed to? We we never look that up. We'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. But B, you have to radio communicate with. First of all, the guy's like 5'3", so he gets <laughs> lost. I didn't even know who he was at first. Uh, we had to look <laughs> it up. But yeah, this the short little chubby guy yelling at the refs. And we're like, who is this guy? Adam Gase isn't talking the whole time. He's standing there with his hands So what does he do mouth. then? How did he secure his job if he doesn't do anything? He doesn't throw the challenge flags. I don't, I don't <laughs> know how... Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. The guy... I always thought the, the head guys, coach had to call the timeouts and stuff, too. I, that's what I thought. I thought it was the head coach or the defensive or offensive captain on the I know field. in the NBA. Only the head coach. Yeah, or, can call a yeah. timeout. Otherwise, well, besides players. Players obviously can, but like... Yeah, you can't have somebody on the bench <laughs> calling timeout. But, yeah, I mean, this guy had the... Uh, for, and then he tucks the mm-hmm. challenge flag into his pants, and Gase is standing there not saying anything to the ref, and this guy's doing all the talking... I'm like, what the heck? What is this? This is like a scene out of like, like what is it? The little minion, you know, running around. Um, but that was, yeah, that was weird. I'm glad you brought that I, it up. It just bothered me so much. I, we meant to bring it up, and I actually forgot about it because I, I figured that but, like, I would see a story if you miss, about it. Miss the play, like, oh, you got to communicate over to him to throw the challenge flag. Yeah, and what he's on he's a different channel talking to so and so, you know, in the offense. <laughs> That's your job as the head coach. You you're supposed to handle that stuff. I don't know why. I I, I don't understand. So is that. he is he developing Darnold, or is he going over anything with the Jets offense? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a good because it was on both challenges. You have two guys trying to do the same job pretty yeah. much. You've given your responsibilities to somebody else who has other responsibilities, and it's, it's bizarre. To me. It's bizarre. I'd never seen that Blake, before. Is he, he's not watching a film with Donald to break down, oh, what'd you see here? This is what you should have seen. Yeah. What plays do you think we should run? And of course... But he's got to watch the defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that though because I want to <laughs> know if anybody else was curious about that. I want to know if anybody asked that question. Why? Because I, I didn't see anything in the press conferences. I didn't hear what? anything on the fan, which yeah. most people complain about. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we gotta weird. pull into the fan and find out. Yeah, ask more I'm, about it. You know, I'm I'm sure somebody <laughs> mentioned it, but I feel like it should be talked about more because I've never it's seen insane. that before. It's yeah. pure insanity. Uh, just weird. Um, talking about kind of weird weird games here. Um, Titans win at home against the Chiefs, 35-32. Uh, Mahomes' first game back. Yeah, and he threw for what four forty something. Um, but the Chiefs' defense couldn't stop Derrick Henry. He went off. Uh, you know, Tannehill did enough to win the game. Yeah, he did enough, and he made some plays. Actually, I think it was a big third down run he had, where he dove head first to make sure he got the first down. He started off slow, but then as the game went on, I mean, he he yeah, like he did he did enough. 181 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 188. <laughs> uh, they go for over 200 combined uh, as a team, and. I mean, when you have a game, it doesn't matter how Mahomes plays. If your defense can't stop anybody, then, you know, you're going to have your, your issues. Um, Tyreek Hill was happy to have Mahomes back. He just went off. Kelsey, you know, so they did their thing offensively. They just couldn't stop. And it's not even like Tennessee went that off in the passing game. It was all the run game. Yeah. And... Um, you know, second half, they, they scored 22. So that's what it came down to. And that's what Tennessee wants to do. They want to keep it close. And then as the game goes on, they wear you down, wear you down. And then you see runs like Derrick Henry had, what, a 60-yard run? Every other week he has one where yeah. once he gets those feet moving, like I think you said it while we were watching the game, Derrick Henry's stat line will be at halftime. 11 carries, 18 yards, and then <laughs> all of a sudden he breaks a 60-yarder, and then, then it looks like it is a great game. Yeah, once they, you know, it, it's almost like they set it up where they run some, like, they run some some uh, zone run plays, and, and it's like, all right, <laughs> we're, we're going to try to go outside, go outside, go outside, and then all of a sudden it just run, run right, right between the tackles, <laughs> And they got they had people flowing, so they flow, and then he just has a wide open. And once they yeah, and once, once his feet gets going, once he gets going, good luck. <laughs> um, you know, I'll never. Uh, I complain a lot about the tackling. If I somebody doesn't want to tackle him. I'm okay with it because that's a that's kind of a life or death uh, decision. Once he gets moving, uh, he's a freaking like the only thing that you can really relate it to is like Brandon Jacobs. Back yeah, back from, in the day. Back from, you but know. Henry's a lot faster than Derrick Jacobs. Oh yeah, Jacobs. yeah, 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 yeah. No, Jacobs was just <laughs> Jacobs was, was bigger. <laughs> Jacobs was what six four two seventy something like that. Something imagine like, like I, I can't I can't even imagine I can't imagine that. Uh, it hurts. Ah, I'm in pain mm-hmm. thinking about it. But uh, yeah, the Titans go to five and five, so they kind of um, let's see. The Texans were on a bye. They're six and three, so. So they they are within, an outside they're, shot. They're now. within a game and a half. Um, so maybe they'll make it a little interesting. I don't think they will, but um, you know they're gonna end up, they're gonna have a regular Titans year, <laughs> eight and eight, nine and seven, and and either, the AFC South year, and be done in the uh, the first round of the, <laughs> the whole AFC year. South might be eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Between seven and nine and nine and seven. It's true. Yeah. Um, the Colts at home lose to the Dolphins, sixteen twelve. This was uh, talk about ugly games. This was 
uh, I think it was, it was Brian Hoyer is <laughs> yeah not even a confident backup anymore. He came in last week and actually played decent. This week, you know, when, the they, when they had a game to game plan, when they had yeah, when they had a whole week to game plan for him, um, just didn't didn't do anything. Uh, threw three <laughs> picks, one of which um, I think was taken to the house. Right? Didn't Fitzpatrick have a touchdown? He had an interception return for a touchdown, didn't he? Minka? No, that's Pittsburgh. Oh, no, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Um, well, the Dolphins I think he did, have one. he did have one <laughs> yes, for Pittsburgh did. against the Rams, but, um, yeah, I mean, not much to say about this game. Just turnovers all over the place, um, fumbles, picks, just, uh, just a, a rough game to watch and a tough loss for the Colts because this was a game that they sh- they should have won to keep pace while Texans were on the bye. They'd only be a half game out, and now they're you know now they're in a little bit of trouble here. Uh, full game back, and we don't know if Brissett's coming back this week. No, still no word yet. So it's gonna be tough for the Colts. Yeah, um, kind of a, a rough time to to lose. The, it's any any time is rough to lose your quarterback, but middle of the season when you're trying to keep pace with some of these teams i think they've lost two in a row now um but as as we mentioned it the steelers beat the rams at home 17 12 another game where it was just like (laughs) you know what's going on um i didn't think too much of it when we made the pick because mcveigh has a lot of success coming uh to the eastern time zone and it was a four o'clock game anyway so you think all right yeah, it should be fine. It should be fine. Don't need to worry about the West East, but uh, Jared Goff just yeah, awful. He's had but, that one good game this year, pretty much. It's the injuries to that offensive line, and the Rams haven't addressed it. Yeah, and they can't really now unless someone gets cut. Yeah, and they're not really running the ball the way that they used to. So Goff doesn't have that. Um, you know, just he threw two picks in this one. Mason Rudolph. Again, he kind of did enough. They had the Steelers just had, had no running game, which they haven't. I think the defense has outscored the offenses in this game. Um, yes, there was. I think uh, Fitzpatrick had. A, did he have a? Yeah, he had a pick six. Okay, and I'm pretty sure the Rams defense scored one, and there was a safety. And there was a safety, yeah. So that's 16 points. The total was 29. Yeah. Both defenses outscored. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you don't see that too often. <laughs> but um, yeah, just a just golf, man. I mean, I mean I, Cooper I, Cup was shut out. How do you not get him involved at all? Yeah, yeah, only four targets. Um, I mean, I I, I thought golf. You know, I have him in, in season long fantasy, and I thought that getting him late in the draft was going to be nice. And he's just been bad. Um, he actually fumbled three times. He only lost one of them, but still three fumbles, uh, two interceptions. Just not, not good offensively. And you don't really see that from a, a Sean McVay team um, over the last couple of years. They haven't. I don't remember seeing them like this where they're just <laughs> inept offensively. Um, but they go to they go to uh, what's their record? They go to five and four. So, so in an, you know, in an NFC, the division's pretty much out of the question. You have the Seahawks and the 49ers ahead of them. So they're going to be fighting for that sixth spot, and that's going to be real tough. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, 
uh, it's gonna it's gonna be tough unless they get it going. They have the capability to get it going. It's just a matter of if they're if they're going to. But uh, yeah, the Sunday night game here: the Vikings beat the Cowboys 28-24. Vikings go to seven and three. This was the Dalvin Cook show. Um, 183 scrimmage yards. See, this is what the di- this is the difference between like teams that recognize who they have on offense <laughs> because Dalvin Cook gets 33 touches. And then you look at the Browns, and Chubb gets 20 or 22 because he had the two catches. And it's like that's the difference between good good teams and bad teams. They recognize, all right, this is a guy we have to feed the ball. And Dalvin Cook only averaged – he averaged under four yards a carry. But when you get get him the ball, he had 33 touches for 180-something yards – so now you're talking about almost six yards a touch. Yeah, you gotta and, uh, get him the ball. But the, even though it's not super effective, the run game, it still stops the Cowboys' pass rush. Yes, they got to look out for it constantly. And you know Prescott had a good game too. Yeah, Prescott three touchdowns, almost 400 yards. I mean the story obviously. Elliot was held in check. Elliot 47 yards on 20 carries. Um, so, yeah, they were able to run the ball, get the ball to Dalvin Cook, and they were able to stop the run, which is kind of the recipe for beating the Cowboys. Say, hey, Prescott, beat us. And, you know, he almost did, but... I'd be a little concerned about the uh, secondary for the Vikings if I was them. Yeah, they haven't looked the same. They have not looked the same. Xavier Rhodes, I don't know what happened to him, but even in that Giants game, he was getting yelled at by Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's regressed this year for for uh, some weird reason. But um, yeah, I mean this was this was a good win. I actually I think I picked the Vikings in this one. Yes, you did. Um, the Cowboys were favored, I think. Yep, but Cowboys are almost always favored. Yeah, just because the public money that goes on them. Yeah, um, yeah, they. Uh, you know, so Cowboys that's actually a big win for the Eagles because now they're. Yeah, both teams only are a half game back. Yeah, both. Well, now they're both five and four. Yeah, but um, they're still in second because of the head-to-head loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboys beat them up pretty good, but um, yeah. I mean, again, I, <laughs> I know the Giants suck, but it makes you wonder. Like, you know, this was a very this was the year where this division was very winnable, and if a couple <laughs> things were done differently, maybe, you know. Maybe it's a, a... You could limp into the playoffs. And yeah, maybe we're actually sitting <laughs> here, you know, excited to watch football on Sundays. <laughs> In not, December. <laughs> not rooting for our team to lose, you know? I don't remember ever rooting for the team to lose, but at this point... Well, tanking's definitely become a new thing in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, why not? You have guys Tua, like... Burrow, that was great. Chase man. Young, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But uh, last game here, Monday night, 49ers, Seahawks in San Fran they uh this was this was the game to watch this week this is a good um, game came down to overtime Seahawks end up winning 27-24 on a field goal I think there were it was as time expired or something in overtime so yeah there was like 10 was, seconds left it was either hit it or we're tying and I I don't know I've never the 49ers had a chance to win it too in overtime and the kicker missed it yeah I, I kind of like the way that this game shaped out at the end. I mean, I wasn't... I'm never a big fan of, like, ending at a tie. But 
but the fact that it was in the back of both teams' minds, you could tell. Like, they were taking mm-hmm. shots. They were doing things differently to try to avoid the tie. Because the tie screws up. Yeah. And, seating for the both teams. And Russell Wilson, he threw, I think he threw the pick in overtime on the first drive. And it was just back and forth. It was a really fun game to watch. Um, you know, Wilson didn't have his typical game. He only threw for 230 and a touchdown, and he had the pick. But, I mean, this is a defense that is going to... Is gonna stop. Is gonna shut down at least part of your game, and I was kind of surprised at how Seattle's defense played. And Seattle's defense finally showed up. I'll say that. Yeah, and 49ers yeah. who run the ball like crazy couldn't couldn't touch a hundred yards. Um, so no, and that's usually the weakness against Seattle is you're able to run against them. Yeah, and didn't Clowney go down with an injury at some point? Uh, I don't. I'm not I sure. didn't say it. I'm not sure, but I know he had the fumble return for a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders okay. went out with an injury. Yeah, yeah. Injury. There's, a, there's a couple. Kittle didn't play in this one, so uh, 49ers didn't have the full complement. But I mean, the Seahawks, give hats off to the Seahawks. They played a good game, uh, did what they had to do, and now they're sitting at eight and two. Uh, this was the first loss for the 49ers, so they're still a half game back, but. This has got to be a nice boost going into uh, kind of the home stretch. Yeah, it's a season. big win. It, it sets you up for success now because now you can say, oh, look, we've beaten the top team in our division, the top seed in the NFC. Yeah. So clearly we can play with anyone now. Top seed in the NFL right now. Yeah, that's true. Is, uh, is, uh, well, I'm not, I don't know yeah. what the tiebreakers are, but it's either the 49ers or the Patriots. So, um yeah, that was a that was a big win for the Seahawks, and uh, uh, I wasn't surprised. I thought it was going to be a close game. I didn't know if the Seahawks were going to be able to pull it out, but they end up doing that. So that's week eleven. No, it was week uh, ten. Week ten. Week ten. Now on to week eleven. On to week eleven. I, these buys are just like they, <laughs> they mess you up because you don't know. Uh, yeah, Forty Nine has only played nine games, so it had to be week ten. But yeah, week ten. Um, so we're on to week eleven here. Uh, again, there's a couple games that don't have spreads yet, so kind of like last week, we're gonna we're gonna skip over it, and we'll give you our initial thoughts, but we're not gonna pick those games. Those games. Um, injuries are too big a factor. Yeah, so that's why if you if you you know listen to our records last week, we were six and six and four and eight. There were 13 games, but there was that one. The, the Chiefs, Chiefs game. Yeah, the Chiefs games didn't have that. Uh, didn't have the spread out when we did this, so. Um, so let's start off with the game tomorrow, uh, Thursday night football. Cleveland is favorited again, minus three over a Pittsburgh team that's been playing well. Again, I don't really understand the love for Cleveland. I think every, everyone's just saying, all right, this is the week they're going to figure it out. This is the week they're going to figure it out. They won last week, but did they figure it out? I would say no. No, no, I don't think they did. And... You know, I kind of uh, with the, with Pittsburgh. You know, they're not going to win. They're not going to blow anybody out. No, Cle- not with Cleveland Mason had, Rudolph as quarterback. No, and Cleveland has the capability. I mean, they blew out the Ravens weeks ago. It's just it's. But that it's was weird. Nick Chubb touched the ball how many times that game? Yeah, imagine. And that was like a hundred and seventy yard rushing game. Yeah, imagine you actually give them the <laughs> football. Um, so I mean. Pittsburgh going into Cleveland, it's not like it's scary to them. I think that they're going to come in there 
and it's going to be a close game. I just I can't I can't play Cleveland with the way they play. They beat themselves, penalties, turnovers. Mayfield has been awful. They don't give Chubb the ball enough. And Pittsburgh's defense is playing very well right now. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is the Pittsburgh D-line is going to eat up that Cleveland offensive line, oh, yeah. which has already had issues. I'm just imagining Bud Dupree and Watt. and T.J. Watt just going off. So um, that that's more why I'm picking Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, it's actually well, it's actually two and a half. I, I was I read the opening line. Um, some some sites have three, so if you find three, even better. But I I think the I think the Steelers could go in and, and just win this game. This is going to be an ugly game <laughs> Thursday night. Um, Neither team has been able to get much going offensively. It's going to be a uh, defensive battle, Pittsburgh for me, and for you as well. Yep. All right, on to the Sunday games. Um, probably one of the more uh, the, the games that, that is being the most looked forward to, at least for the 1 o'clock games, is Houston at Baltimore. Uh, right now, Baltimore is minus 4.5. Uh, this is going to be a good, exciting game. I think right now you have Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, I think, is kind of the favorite. Um, past couple weeks, I think he's kind of surpassed McCaffrey. Uh, but Oh, yeah. he's He's got the MVP all but locked up. Yeah. And um, Houston with Deshaun Watson. So two young quarterbacks going at it here. Um, you know. I, it's tough. Yeah. This one, this is a tough number. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Houston. Just at, taking the points at plus four and a half, because I think that they can exploit Baltimore's defense um, with Hopkins and I believe Fuller's still out. Uh, who I'm knows? Not sure, Fuller. but he's even if he's, even if he plays, he's probably mm-hmm. going to go out with an injury anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this this Houston's offense is is capable of of putting up points on this defense. It's just a matter of can they get a couple stops. Of Lamar Jackson, and I think it's going to be a close game, so I'm going to go Houston. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm going to lean Baltimore here, just for the fact that, I mean, that offense has been nutty. Houston's weakness is usually you exploit them through the passing game, but Baltimore likes to use their tight end Mark Andrews as their main weapon, so that I'm a little worried about. Mark but, Andrews is looked really good this year he's come on he's he's one of the top i'd say he's one of the top tight ends in the league right now um every week he's just he's doing something um but yeah i, I can't i don't blame you for for going baltimore i think this is going to be this i think is gonna that be right watt, around that number that jj watt injury is really going to show up in this game yeah I can, yeah i could see that um i mean houston did get two weeks to plan for this game so that should be a benefit for them yeah, I mean, if they can, if they can slow him down even a little bit, this number, I, I like the, I like this number because I think they're going to be able to put up some points. Um, yeah, just I, I think the Baltimore pass defense has been pretty good without, with the addition of uh, Marcus Peters. It's definitely improved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it could go either way. Um, the next game here, Minnesota is hosting Denver. This is the first of two double-digit spreads. Minnesota's minus 10.5 right now. Um, I mean, Minnesota coming off a big win. 
I could see them kind of taking a step yeah. back, but their uh, their defense, their D line is just <laughs> like they've just got some monsters. Uh, Griffin, Daniel Hunter, that guy's an animal. Linval Joseph. Linville, yeah, and I could just see them giving Denver a, a bunch of problems here. Uh, I think Minnesota. If it was in Denver, I might feel a little differently. Um, being outdoors with Kirk Cousins is a different story, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Minnesota to cover this number. Um, I'm gonna pick Minnesota too. I think Dalvin Cook's gonna run all over them. What was it Fournette had 200 yards against this Denver defense? Yeah, he went. It was uh, yeah, I think it was like 220. I think he had. Um, but since then. I, Denver plays close games, though. That's, they do. That's the thing. They so. find a way to stay in it. Um, I just think th- I'm I'm banking on Minnesota playing their game. That's that's what I'm <laughs> doing. And I think that, like you said, I didn't even mention Dalvin Cook. This could be, <laughs> like, the biggest game of the year for him. This could be dangerous for him. Yeah. But I'm going to take Minnesota. I mean, I don't think I would bet this line straight. I think I would tease this game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you tease it, get it down to what five and a half. Um, yeah, that's probably much, six point tease. Yeah, that's much. That's much more uh, reasonable. Um, but even the ten and a half, I mean, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Minnesota should cover, this. but yeah, yeah, you never know. These big spreads. I mean, we've seen it all year. Especially the later in the year getting, now. Yeah. These big spreads are not covering like they were in the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, next game here, this one doesn't have a line out uh, on Bovada, which is what we have been going off of. Um, Detroit's at home against the Cowboys. Um, I mean, Stafford's playing is still up in the air. That's why the line hasn't come out. Has a fractured vertebrae or something or bone in his back, something insane like that yeah um and he wanted to play last week (laughs) yeah i don't know uh i mean if you're detroit wouldn't you consider just shutting him down yeah because you're not i mean you have minnesota at seven and three and the packers at eight and two um in an nfc that's tough right now you're not gonna really do anything and they're what i think they're like three six and one now so no, they have no shot at the playoffs. So yeah, I, don't know. I mean, it, it's tough to justify playing him with that type of injury. You want him to just be healthy going into next year. But I, I mean, I'm not going to speculate what this line is going to be. Obviously, Dallas is going to be favorited, um, but we'll hold off on this for now. Yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is going to run all over them. Detroit's had some issues defending the run. Yeah, if, I mean, if Stafford's not playing, this this could be a double-digit spread, I it think. It probably will be if he doesn't end up playing. Yeah, so we'll, we'll look into that as the week goes on, hopefully get some news uh, before the weekend. But um, the next game here, Carolina hosting Atlanta. Carolina's a minus-six favorite right now. And... Um, Give me Carolina. Yeah. Atlanta's, Atlanta got its Super Bowl win. That was last week yeah and now you know and this is going to be Christian McCaffrey for a zillion points 10,000 yards <laughs> um yeah I, I could definitely see that happening I think yeah 
this is going to be a McCaffrey game. Uh, every game is a McCaffrey game, but this is going to be more so. And um, Atlanta can't Car- yeah, defend Car- the running back. Carolina's the game. Carolina's defense has actually been pretty solid. Um, bring up their their home defense right now. Uh, they do give up some rushing yards, but Atlanta doesn't really run the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball all year. Um, I think Freeman might be out this game, too. Yeah, Freeman's <laughs> just had a lost season after getting all that money. Um, but, yeah, I mean, minus six. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. I think that, um, like you said, McCaffrey, big game from him. And... Uh, you know Carolina's defense. I think they'll they'll be able to uh, to shut down them at least a little bit to get to get that touch. Basically, you know, you're looking for them to win by a touchdown. So, and that, I I think that's definitely a, a possibility. So, um, next game here we have a few one o'clock games left. Indianapolis. This is this is another one that doesn't have a spread out yet on Bovada. Uh, Indianapolis is at home to Jacksonville. Um, obviously, Brissett. Not sure about him. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton also. I think that if Brissett plays, I mean... This, I actually this think might... T.Y. Hilton's more important than Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> yeah. Because that offense changes so much when he's not on the field. Yeah, and they haven't been able to run the ball. They've no, Marlon Max. They've struggled big time. Um, For such a highly touted offensive line. Yeah. They yeah, do not move of, the line. It's kind of weird. Um... But yeah, there's no there's no line out yet, so we'll keep an eye on it, like uh, like the Dallas Detroit game. Um, but I would imagine, obviously, if Brissett doesn't play, I think Jacksonville is the favorite. If Brissett plays, I think that this is going to be more of a pick'em type game, um, just because of the way the Colts have been playing. They they really haven't been anything special after yeah. they that hot start they got off to. Yeah, and even the hot start, I mean, they're not they're not winning. No. They're starting to come back down to earth. Yeah, they're not winning these games by big numbers. They're uh, it's always close. So, um, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Miami's at home this week against Buffalo. Buffalo is a minus six favorite. Um, you know, tough loss against Cleveland last week for the Bills, but I think I'm gonna go back to them here. At oh minus, yeah, I'm at gonna take six. Buffalo. I was on Miami last week with that. Well, ten and a half points against the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's insane. But when, I, I don't, I don't get the same knew. feeling here. Yeah, no. I don't get the same feeling here. Division game. Um, you know, I mean, I, Buffalo did struggle against them last time they played. They yeah, only covered they still, because of the what was that uh, onside kick return for a touchdown late. I don't remember that, but yeah. I mean the the number, but they uh, they still won by more than six. And, oh no, no, it was a ten point win because yeah. of that. Yeah, it was thirty one twenty one. I think was the score. So, um, but yeah, I mean the uh, the minus six, I'm I'm good with that. Um, anything more than a touchdown, maybe I'd I'd uh, rethink it. But yeah, I think Miami comes back down to earth um, after that big win against the Colts. Uh, another another game between two fantastic teams is uh, the Jets going on the road to play Washington um, I mean as a Giants fan I want the I want the Redskins to win so that they can get to their two wins I think the Jets fans want Washington to win <laughs> yeah uh, and Washington's favorited right now which is kind of sad I mean <laughs> the fact that Washington's favorited uh, minus one over the Jets 
as much as I want Washington to win, I <laughs> I mean Haskins Haskins is, is starting the rest of the year. They said that coming out of the bye, he's starting um, the rest of the way. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets here at plus one. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to take Washington here. I mean that Jets O line so banged up. That secondary so banged up that I even with Haskins at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, McLaren with the wide receiver. Mallette or whatever. I don't know. Oh, oh, McLaren. McLaren, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is going to uh, destroy that Jets secondary. Yeah. Just give him the ball. Yeah, to me it's just a matter of if Haskins is going to be able to take advantage. That's that's the (laughs) thing. Um, Can they put him in a position? And I also want to know. I mean, I wouldn't mind. um, Washington does have a pretty good defense like we were talking about. I don't know what the stats are, but... uh, I know that D line gets after the quarterback and yeah they I mean they're still in the bottom third uh, for for defense in terms of yards per game but they're not a bunch of scrubs <laughs> out there like they have guys Ryan like Kerrigan is yeah. a solid player yeah and uh, um I mean I I reserve the right I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> reserve the right to change my pick if I want up until the point <laughs> where I can see who's actually the head coach of the Jets um. <laughs> You know, if, if Daryl Loggins is is walking around with the challenge flag and talking to the refs, then hey, maybe maybe they did that to switch <laughs> things up. You know, mix up the the juju a little bit. Yeah, maybe Gase is so bad at challenges that he's like, here, you deal with the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. And that guy went over two. You know, yeah, he did. He did, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, good job by him. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is not much to say about this game except. As a Giants fan, I want the Redskins to win, but, uh, you know, I'm rolling with the Jets this week. Um, Tampa Bay is at home against New Orleans. Tampa Bay is the underdog at home, plus five and a half. Um, you know, New Orleans. I, see, I'm not I'm not too sure about this one because Tampa Bay gets after the quarterback too. And they do. that guard not being in there. We saw what happened there. Um Obviously, you have a week to to get used to him not being in there, but that was that well, was Marshall Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore is probably out too. Oh, is he? I didn't. Yeah, see he that. left. I know he, he left yeah. the Atlanta game, so yeah, I would assume it's probably a hamstring thing. So. Yeah, um, yeah, and if that's the case, that's going to be tough because it's not like Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is is an inept team. They get the ball moving offensively, and if Marshawn Lattimore is not there. Um, you know, maybe Winston throws one pick instead of two. <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of leaning Tampa Bay here, just because they do get after the quarterback, and if they can make Breeze uncomfortable, we saw even if he gets the ball to Michael Thomas, that doesn't translate into points. Michael Thomas is a, a more possession wide receiver. He's not that big game breaker that's gonna catch a ball and go 70 yards for a touchdown um so i'm i'm think i think the if marshall Lattimore's out i think tampa bay's offense will be able to keep pace with the, the saints here what do you think yeah i'm leaning tampa bay i mean something we didn't talk about was pj williams was out uh last game the saints cornerback who usually covers the slot and is definitely one of the best slot corners yeah so, he, out of, with suspension, so I'm gonna go. 
I actually think Tampa could win this game outright, and I'd consider betting the money line. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. Um, while while we have it up here, let's check the money line. Uh, Tampa Bay is at plus two hundred five, so it's definitely it's definitely possible for them to to pull that out. And plus two hundred five, you're getting basically double. Um, that wouldn't that wouldn't be bad, and something to look into going forward if those injuries are, you know, if you get on it early. Yeah. And those injuries are actually legit. Which I, I I don't see anything about Lattimore yet, but you gotta feel I mean, pretty good about that. Yeah, if if you leave a game usually with a hamstring, it's tough. Even to, if he tries to, I mean, we've seen it so many times. You try to play, you come back, and then you know. Adam Thielen two weeks ago. Yeah, you you either and then you're out a couple weeks in instead a, of one yeah, or two. Yeah, exactly. So. With the position the Saints are in, they can kind of take it easy and say, hey, take an extra week. And, uh, you know, they have a two-game lead right now over the Panthers, so you don't want to mess around with it too much. But if it's about getting healthy for the for the stretch run, then that's, yeah, that's, that's priority. Yeah, more so. important. Um, now we get into the 4 o'clock games here. San Francisco's at, at home against Arizona. San Francisco's an 11.5 favorite. Um I'm kind of thinking that San Fran's going to come out and just want to blow the doors off. Well, they uh, played each other on Thursday night a couple weeks ago. And it was a three-point game. It was close, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was in Arizona. I don't know. I'm thinking that San Fran's going to try to get back to... Running the ball. Running the ball. And they're going to basically have... They're going to be able to pick and choose what they want to do offensively against this team. And I could see them getting a little, you know, fired up because of this uh, loss to Seattle and getting that first loss. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take San Francisco here. I mean, you should have Kittle back. So yeah. that'll definitely help the offense. Yeah, Kittle was out last week. Um, obviously, you know, you want you want Emmanuel Sanders in there as well. He's questionable right now with the rib injury. Um, I would say he probably misses this game. Yeah, um... On a short week. Yeah, that's true. I just... I I, I think Seattle's just... Gonna, or San Fran's just gonna get get back mm-hmm. to running the ball. I mean, Arizona's a pretty good team offensively. Um, and Kyle Murray's definitely making strides. He looks like the number one pick. Like Yeah, he deserves to be the number one pick, I'd he, say. Yeah, he definitely has, has played to that level. Um... You know, looking at the numbers here, head-to-head, uh, Arizona really has San Fran's number. Um, <laughs> the last 10 straight up, Arizona's won eight of them and is 7-3 and three against the spread. So when they win, they cover against San Fran. Um, but obviously, these are these, these are two different teams right now. This is just, a, to me, this is a gut thing. Like, San Fran's just going to want to come out and, and beat the crap out of this team. I'd actually consider, you know, the over-under right now is 45. I think I'm I'm more interested in that uh, than, than the actual spread here because it's 11 and a half. But. Yeah, this would be another tease one I would consider. I would. Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, put those two, put the, put yeah, the two Minnesota big spreads together. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Maybe tease those two. Down and, six uh, or seven. Yeah, then you'd be talking about uh, you know, five and a half and a six and a half or uh yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. It'd be four. No, it'd be four and a half and five and a half yeah. is what you're looking at. So, um, No more yeah, reasonable that's, numbers. Yeah, that's definitely uh, something that, that you should consider. Um, 
the last, uh, oh, there were three. I missed one. I said there were two, but there are three double-digit spreads. Um, the last one here uh, is Oakland hosting Cincinnati, minus 10 and a half. Uh, this is, um, Cincinnati's just so bad. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a game where Josh Jacobs goes for, well, that's you got to think he's going for 150 here. If Josh Jacobs goes off, he locks up rookie of the year, so... If you can still bet him, he's probably the favorite right now, but yeah, this is the week to bet him before this game. Yeah, and um, you know, Oakland at home is four and one against the spread. They play very well at home. Oakland. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Oakland here. Uh, you know, I know it's a big number, and Oakland doesn't like do anything crazy that makes you say, "All right, they're gonna blow anybody out." But this they is like the to Bengals. just control the ball. Yeah, and that's that's what they're going to do. And and Cincinnati's not going to be able to do anything offensively. I mean, Mixon had a pretty good game against the Ravens, but you can tell, like, even that game, when they get down, they're not trying to come back. <laughs> they just, yeah, he was still just running the ball. Didn't Mixon have, like, 30 carries or something? Yeah, 30 <laughs> carries, yeah. And they were down by three touchdowns, like, right off the bat. You know, so you would think, all right, got to throw the ball. No, we're just going to run it. Um, so, yeah, they're not, Tua, yeah, they're not trying Cincy. to – you know, Cincinnati's not trying to do anything, so um, yeah, I'm gonna go Oakland here as, as well. So, uh, last four o'clock game: Philadelphia at home against New England. New England's a favorite at minus four right now, and uh, this is a tough one because I, I feel like I feel like I'm leaning Philadelphia here with the plus four, um, just because now. I mean, we saw what happened with the Patriots against the Ravens, a team that is actually a legitimate team, and they didn't look very good. <laughs> so I think that, you know, I think the, the for me the concern is New England's offense. I think that they, they're maybe not as good as... Well, the old line's a big issue for that offense. And they can't really run the ball. No, Sonny Michelle's been pretty much a bust. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the numbers now. I mean, they average less than 350 yards of offense on the road. Um, I know Philly's defense is actually Philly's Philly's home defense is like has really picked it up. <laughs> I mean, it's completely different. Yeah, compared to their compared to their road defense, I mean, these are like legitimate, like really good numbers. Um, they're giving up only 240 yards of offense at home defensively, which is surprising with how their secondary is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Philadelphia here with the uh, plus four. Uh, see, I I would do that except for the fact that this is a revenge game. For Tom Brady, he did say something that he's not—he's not over it. Obvi- he's obviously not over it. Yeah. And when Tom Brady gets pissed off, it doesn't matter how bad his team is. <laughs> he'll just start. He'll like roll the clock back yeah. <laughs> ten years and just go off and just dominate and pick apart that the Eagles secondary is so bad. Yeah, I was. That's why I was surprised to see these these home. Uh, these numbers for defense at home they, they do they don't give up any yards they give up 18 points a game and the, the other thing too is that when they're at home they just control the ball like they're, they, they actually the run the for ball. 35 minutes and that's the average the average is 34 and a half minutes that they have the ball 
uh, offensively at home. So that's that's the key is they want to run the football, keep Tom Brady on the sideline, and put some points up against this defense. Um, I can see them pulling out. I can see them covering if the, if New England wins. I mean, three points. Um, you know, I'll take that. So, but you're on. I'm going to take New England. England here with the revenge narrative. Yes, that's that's the reason why I'm taking New England. I think Brady's going to pick apart that secondary. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a, a real possibility. But that that'll be. I think that's the game. That's probably yeah. That's the that's game the of the week. That's the best four o'clock. Game. Yeah, that's the game <laughs> of the week. Um, so that that'll be a good game to watch. If it was New England at home, different story. Um, but on the road, Phil, at home, Philly just plays plays good. Uh, Sunday night game here. Rams host Chicago. Rams are a touchdown favorite. See, after what they just did in Pittsburgh, this number, like when it first came out, I was like, uh, I don't know about that. But it's Chicago. <laughs> That's the thing. It's these these look like two inept offenses going against each other. Yeah, and but the I mean the thing to me is that the Rams have the players. I know they have the They're talent. Just not executing when Chicago is not executing, and they also don't have the players. They don't have uh, a Robert Woods or a Cooper Cup or a Todd Gurley. They don't have that. So, uh, I mean, this, I'm not, I wouldn't touch this game. No. Because um, I, I just, I, it's hard to get a read on either of these teams. Um, I had forgotten that Chicago started three and one, like, because <laughs> they had lost four in a row. Um, but I, I'm gonna go with the Rams here. Okay, you're if, taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams minus seven. If you can get it at six and a half, some of them have it at six and a half. Um, I would take that. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm gonna take Chicago. I don't think Chicago wins the game, but I, I think, think it's this, close. Yeah, I think it's gonna be an ugly game. This is a game you're going to want to turn off at halftime for the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I think both defenses are going to dominate. And when it's like... When both defenses dominate, I'm going to take the points. Especially when it's a touchdown. Yeah. That's, um... That's that's a reasonable, uh... Because I don't see the Rams offensive line getting any better in a week. Yeah. No, that's a reasonable take. Um, I'm more just thinking that the Rams are going to... Like they they gotta they gotta do something because if they lose this game they're pretty much like they're done. This is I mean whoever yeah, loses this game is eliminated from the playoffs basically. They're, they're not officially, the Rams, but no, the Rams will be five and five, and yeah, if they make a run, but they they would have to win five of the next six to get in the playoffs, and I don't know that they can do that. Um, so I think this is going to be a game where Sean McVay is going to pull out all the stops, and he has the he has the ability to do so with the guys that he has. Where on the other side with Nagy. You know, to me, they're the same type. They're similar in their coaching styles. They want to be creative. They want to find different ways to do things. But the difference is, McVeigh has the guys to do it, and Nagy doesn't. So um, that's the Sunday night game. The last game here, Monday night, uh, finish up with a nice Charger game against the Chiefs. Um, Chargers are at home. Uh, if you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's uh, this is Mexico City. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Um, yeah, in Mexico City. So the Chargers probably have as many <laughs> yeah. fans there as they do that's in true. LA. That's true. Um, so Kansas City is a favorite here at minus four and a half. 
I'm I'm going with Kansas City. Um, yeah, you gotta go Kansas City here. I think that they they're gonna try to exert their dominance over this team, and I mean the one uh, thing I would worry about is Melvin Gordon having a big game because they're actually giving him the ball. Yeah. You know? So he had over 100 yards last game. He had over 20 carries. So um, you know maybe they're. Like, all right, let's go. Yeah, we got to get one more year out of you. You might as well. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I I could see the Chiefs are going to be pissed off. When you you throw for 450 and And you lose, um, you know, and it's tough to watch because Spagnuolo is the coordinator there. And as a Mm -hmm. Giants fan, he holds a special place, (laughs) special place in my heart. I don't know about yours, but... um, and he's he's struggling with this defense right now, so you know they got to get it right at some point. And what is Kansas City six and four now? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because they're a game up on the Raiders. Who no, they're game uh, game and a half up on the Raiders, who are five and four. So they um. Yep, they're six and four. And we'll just uh, take a quick look at the the numbers here. I mean, it's tough, home and away, because it's a, a neutral site. But over the last 10 games, Kansas City just owns the Chargers. Um, they've won nine of the last 10 against them, and they've covered seven out of the 10. So, uh, yeah, give me the Chargers. Or, I'm sorry, give me the Chiefs here. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so so that's the Week 11 slate. Um, some good games, some not-so-good games. Um some playoff implications, some draft implications. <laughs> the Giants are on a bye this week, so maybe I can try to enjoy football. Yeah, yeah. Which I know, I know that as the season goes on, I think you've gotten a little worn down <laughs> with with watching all. As as have I. Um, you know, now that my 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 coaching season is over, so you know when i'm when i'm coaching i tend to be a little bit more on edge with football because <laughs> i'm i'm around it just all the time and uh now a week removed from the season i might as you said <laughs> might be able to enjoy it a little bit more and, and actually sit sit there and not have to scream at the tv all the time so um so that's that's our show for you today uh like we said uh next week uh most likely going to have Trent Pruitt on um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's I do forgot, our locks before we leave. Forgot about the locks. Um, you want me to go go first? I'll, I'll go always. first this week. Go first. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. I think for my first game, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. I'm really okay. feeling that game. All right. That's that's a that's a bold Tampa Bay. That's a bold lock. Insane. But uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, the uh, money line on this game it's is is tempting. It's, yeah. it's tempting. Um. But I'll take the points, be safe, plus five and a half. Um, for my, I don't know, some, it's hard to pick, it's hard to pick some locks <laughs> here, but uh, there's some good games. I'm going to go Buffalo. I'm going to go Buffalo minus six, lock it in despite, you know, their tough loss last week. Um, I think they're, they're going to feel the pressure a little bit and, and want to, you know, come out and get a win and, and division game, Miami, you know, Miami's Miami. Um, they're not putting together. <laughs> Wait, so they do have two wins in a row, correct? Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll make it three. So <laughs> I'll take Buffalo minus six. Uh, what's your second one? Uh, I'm going to take P- 
Pittsburgh at plus two and a half, the Thursday night game tomorrow. Okay. I was actually contemplating that. Um, I do like that pick at plus two and a half. I think Pittsburgh is gonna could win that outright. And the, and you're getting even money on the the uh, the spread here at plus two and a half. Everyone's betting Cleveland. Well, everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, for my those are the squares right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. Um, for my second one, I'm gonna go Oakland. You gonna take Oakland? I'm gonna take Oakland with the big number at home. They just they play well, um, so I'll take them minus ten and a half. And Cincinnati's just pretty much non-existent. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a not not much else to say except for that. But um, for the head-to-head, you want you want to pick the head-to-head or sure? I'll, yeah, go ahead. Let's uh let's do the Super Bowl rematch, Philly New England. Okay. It's the only good 4 o'clock game, so we can sit down and watch and enjoy it. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, so I'm, I'll be on New England then, and you'll be on Philly. Yeah, no, this, this should be a good game. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag this week. Like I said, there are some really good matchups and then just some <laughs> terrible ones. There's not really too much in between. Um, so this, this will definitely be one of the better games to watch uh, this week. So why don't you just do the recap real quick. Max, you're going to take Buffalo at minus 6, Oakland minus 10.5, and, and Philly plus 4. And I'm going to be on Tampa Bay plus 5.5, and Pittsburgh plus 2.5, and, and New England minus 4. Okay. All right. And this is, uh, I think this is the first week where you picked the, uh, yeah. the head-to-head. So we're switching it up a little bit. Um but uh, yeah, so those are our locks. And uh, back. So before we, we end, let's uh, just do those quick housekeeping items that I jumped the gun with. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to have Trent Pruitt on. Um, again, he's the founder and creator of the link. We'll have him on to discuss some football. And he's a big hockey guy. I didn't realize he was such a big hockey yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been hot in hockey. Yeah, he has been. If, if you haven't been following him with the hockey, make sure to check that out because he's, he's off to a hot start this season. Um, so, so make sure to look at that. But um, we'll have him on, talk some football, some hockey, um, and, and kind of get into that a little bit. Um, you can also check out our articles. We both write for Link Sports. Yeah, I think we were both. I uh, went 2-0 with my picks. You went 2-0, I went 1-0. So combined 3-0. So, yeah, make sure, you know, get it while mm-hmm. it's hot. You know, the, the, the hot streaks come and go. So right now, um, you know, for our locks, we're looking pretty good. Articles. Um, you know, like I said, th- like we said, three and zero uh, last week. So make sure to check that out. That's we post those on Twitter. Um, so make sure to look at those. And uh, speaking of Twitter, check us out, like, subscribe, uh, follow us at Square the Sharp. Um, we post our episodes on there. Uh, Podbean, iTunes, search Squaring Up the Sharp, um, all all that good stuff. So so make sure to check us out, like and review it. Um, so that we, you know, so we can either keep doing stuff that you like or we can do, you know, we whatever. We can change it up a little bit. Yeah, we can change it up. And uh, um, so, yeah, make sure to do that. And, again, the last thing here, again, check out the website, Link Sports, L-Y-N-Q, sports.com. Everything's free. And like we said, the articles, uh, betting analysis. There are some people that are, are, are doing a pretty mm-hmm. good job college football-wise, hockey-wise, NFL-wise. Make sure to check them out and, uh, and ride the hot hand while you can. 
So that's our show for you. On to week 11 in the NFL. We'll see you next week for episode 14. And here's to squaring up the sharp.